Welcome to Sasquatch Island. My name is Tom Seawood, and I'll be your host and Indian guide, sharing some information about Sasquatch from my region, the Pacific Northwest, Washington State, and British Columbia. First off, I would just like to apologize to the regular listeners and subscribers. I'm sorry I haven't done any podcasts lately. I've been swamped, to say the least. I was out commercial fishing during the summer. I had a pretty bad injury, and I had to do a bunch of physio and stuff. And then being the president of Pacific Balance Marine Management, the British Columbia Pacific Northwest campaign, to see an increase to the harvest of seals and sea lions with license to sell the products derived from those pinnipeds, it's been a campaign that's taken up probably 12 to 14 hours of every day. And it's a volunteer position, but that's what I've been doing. So as we know about excuses, they're usually worse than the one before. But I have no excuse for not making podcasts. I'd just like to say I'm sorry. And hopefully let's get back in the saddle again and do some podcasts. But also what this video, this podcast is titled is Videocasts. So if you go to YouTube and you see, search for my channel called Sasquatch Island, I'm asking all of you to do that that's listening, and have a bathroom break, grab yourself a beverage, sit down, and scroll the 20-some-odd videos that I have up there. Some of them I did a couple years ago, but the majority I did during the summer when I went commercial fishing. I was on a large aluminum sane boat and we left Vancouver headed up the Campbell River on central eastern part of Vancouver Island did some work on the boat and our nets and we continued north and we were just shy of the Alaska border where we were bringing our fish to Prince Rupert in northern British Columbia's coast and just south of there in a place that is very famous for Sasquatch, because we've all heard about it from Les Stroud going to Clem 2, the Kittisu Heihei tribal territories for his first show on Sasquatches a number of years ago. He opened the door to the world, I guess you could say, in the modern times. Prior to that, uh, John Green and others, they went there and did some investigating. And of course, we hear the stories on the different groups from the different tribes of that north part of British Columbia's coast. Now, the mainland area is made up of the tribes from halfway up the British Columbia coast from Rivers Inlet called the Owekano. Just north of them is the uh, Hiltzup territories, otherwise known as the Bella Bella people. And east up the Burke Channel into the interior inlet inlets, I guess you could say, because there's so many in there, are the Newhawk or the Bellacoola people. North of them is the Kittisu Heihei, which are in Clem too, and their territories go from the edge of Hecate Strait, the uh, island region, eastwards into the inlets of the mainland coast, places like Kynock Inlet that has had a lot of activity. North of them is the inlet that brings you up to Kitimat, and that's the Hesla tribal group and north of them in the Prince Rupert area are the Shimshan and of course I forgot about the Hartley Bay people at the bottom of south end of Grenville Channel in McKay Reach at the mouth of the inlet that leads up to the Hesla territories up in Kitimat so those are the mainland groups 
Now, the mainland is their territory, but also the islands that are just west of there. And from Prince Rupert all the way down to Rivers Inlet on the central coast, there's a vast amount of islands, archipelagos, so to speak, I guess you could say. And that's where we were commercial fishing and traveling. Fortunately, this year, we had good weather. There was sun was out. There was hardly any clouds, very limited rain. And I was able to see places that I'd been to many, many other times, commercial fishing, but they were always enshrouded in clouds and mist and rain coming down. So I couldn't see the areas that I traveled in this year as much. But what I saw was led me to understand why there's so many stories about Sasquatch in that region of British Columbia's outer coast. Islands that just up from the beach, and those beaches are pocketed here and there with shellfish beaches at low tide, and you could just see the white clamshell at the head of the beaches telling you that there probably was a harvest or a habitation site of the indigenous tribes for thousands of years. And then, of course, the deep rainforest. Up there, it's more of a stunted uh, cedar and spruce forest network. Uh, the trees aren't that big, but just up from them in some places, not 100 yards up from the shore, would be these vast, open, sprawling, what I call alpines. Grasses and sedges and pockets of trees here and there and scrub, but most of it was open. And you could just imagine the amount of protein that's found in that alpine that is so low to the sea level. You know, you would have your uh, rodents, of course, your voles, your mice, your forest rats, mink, and of course, deer. There's said to be a lot of deer up there, and I've seen quite a bit in my years when I would go walking and exploring. Black bears as well. We've seen a few of those on the beaches at low tide. And of course, birds. So as we know with the alpines in southern British Columbia through the investigations that I do with Sasquatch, there's a lot of protein above the tree line. Well, here in the north central part of British Columbia's coast, that alpine is some 200 yards, 100 yards up from the beach in some places. Other places, yeah, it's about, you know, elevation a thousand feet before you punch through the forest and get into those alpines. But from the boat, I was looking with binoculars and I was looking for Sasquatch, of course. One of the things I did notice was there was a lot of areas of exposed dirt where it looked, from my years of being a hunter, that something had dug into the dirt, the soils, to try to get some protein. Could have been bare, for all I know, as I never went up there and truthed it, but it could also have been Sasquatch. We know that they root around and go for roots and rodents and different things, but I was enthralled by looking with my binoculars and even just looking with my naked eye and seeing these exposed dirts and you could see the dirt was inferior it was uh, I guess you could say almost cinnamon brown which is telling you in coastal British Columbia that it's lacking nutrients and of course with the open expanses without forest it's telling you that that soil is you know low nutrient values but something was definitely in that soil that made an animal dig it up I'd like to go back there. One of the good things I have going on in my life right now is in November 2020, right in the middle of this damn pandemic for COVID, but 
my partner in life, Peggy, she's going to be retiring here at the end of November. Uh, 35 years in Boeing, and congratulate her if you get a chance. She's got her golden pin, and on the 20th, she's released, and she will have her freedom as both of us will. And our plans are to purchase a boat and go up into these regions that I've spent a lifetime being a commercial fisherman, hunting guide, just living off grid out in the bush. And we're going to do some investigating, filming everything, of course, and bringing it to you. Well, that's what this whole podcast is about. Video, video casts, videography, filming. And I want you to go to YouTube Sasquatch Island. I also want you to check out the other YouTube channel and Facebook group, Seasons of the Sasquatch, which I'm, I'm doing with Ali Steven from Vancouver Island. And, of course, the name explains it all. We're covering the protein through seasonal times of the year pertaining to what Sasquatch has been observed or known to harvest. And it's going to open up a whole different realm for the Sasquatch enthusiast out there in North America and the world because I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of my experiences on that protein and the seasons as well as the indigenous, the native people's knowledge that they've had for thousands of years. The videos, though, it's what I want to do. This podcasting is great. And the way I see it, I'm going to be this afternoon, it's uh, Veterans Day here in the U.S. As I sit in Kent, Washington, up in Canada, we call it Remembrance Day. No one's answering their phone calls today because it's a holiday in Canada. So I thought, hey, I better get back to what my priority is, and that's doing podcasts for Sasquatch Island that goes on Monster X Radio, on Monster Exclusive. But for you, the listener, I need your input. Email me, send me a private message, make a comment on Sasquatch Island in one of my posts that I can see, because I check all of them. What do you think about me setting up the garage as a studio like I've done before, which I'm going to do this afternoon? And I'll do the podcast, I can record it like this as I'm doing, but at the same turn I can have my GoPro going and videotaping it. And my plan is to have a flat screen TV in there, which I have. And with my laptop, I'm going to be pulling up pictures and videos and different things that people can see on that video cast. So when I'm talking about a particular type of design in a Chonakwa Sasquatch mask pertaining to the Kwakwakiwak, I might do a comparison to the Haida's Gogeet mask or to one of the other tribes' masks, like the Sasquatch mask from the Chehalis tribe in the Fraser River, just east of Vancouver, very famous place, Harrison Hot Springs. We hear a lot of reports from there. You know, Rene de Hinden, that was his stamping grounds. Right now, it's Tom Steinberg's and a good friend of mine, Paul McDonald. They're both doing investigations out there. So that's what I'm getting at. I want to be able to interact more with visual. And, you know, Peggy, when she retires, she's pretty good with the computers. And editing was one of her fortes back a few years ago so we're going to be able to splice things and make videos and hopefully monster x radio what we'll do in the monster exclusive is has a, have a video cast not only with just sasquatch island you got to remember peggy's going to be free here pretty soon in another actually seven business days and our first plan is to go west into the olympic peninsula following strict covid protocols and rules and regulations of course but hopefully we'll get to stop and meet with my fellow team member, Shane Corson of the Olympic Project. 
at two fathoms distance to 12 feet maybe we will be able to do some video and then interview him what they're doing out there with uh, Derek Randall's hopefully we'll go even further to the west and out to La Push and all that on the west coast and there's some areas out there I'd like to investigate so this is what it's all about kicking this up a bit you know and getting some video coverage I can even go and field with the GoPro and cell phones with seasons of the Sasquatch uh, Ali Steven bought one of those gyros for a uh, cell phone my god with his cell phone brand new iPhone that he bought with the three lenses it's almost like IMAX theater quality video we are getting I don't have an iPhone mind you but I just have an Android but I'm sure I can get some pretty good video as well stabilization and a gyro doing its thing to really make the your experience because a lot of you you can't leave home you can't come to the Pacific Northwest. We have COVID going on right now. And, you know, you don't want to get on a plane and fly from wherever to SeaTac Airport because, God forbid, who wants to be on an airplane right now with COVID? Well, I'm here, and I'll be going up to Canada on the 1st of December. I have uh, some commitments, work-related, I have to do up there. And I'll be doing some more videoing. And that's what it's all about. Sasquatch Island, is it time to kick it up into a video cast so that you can go to Monster Exclusive? And that's what the main thing is. But also, like anything, please do your R&D, your research and development to help me along with this possible new project, a new branch that will be bringing down, going down with Monster X Radio. You know, it'd be nice to go see Gunnar Monson in Oregon here in the next little while. and Maybe we can take a trip over to Cliff's new museum and do some, you know, video in there and, you know, my, our experience, Peggy and I's. I've been talking with Craig Yanni. He's uh, has this Pacific Northwest Sasquatch group and he's a videographer and, you know, he's been doing some investigating up around the concrete area of Washington State and up at the Glacier Highway. I think it's called up by the Canadian border. A lot of activity up there from the reports I've been hearing. And But the areas that I'm talking about when I go out there, like right now, the salmon, the chum salmon, otherwise known as dog salmon, they're in the, I guess, getting towards the tail end of their spawning season. But some of the creeks and streams in our area that you can get to, it's actually been raining here for the past couple of days off and on, so our rivers are in blowout. You know, they're not flood conditions from what I've heard, but they're pretty high and the water's muddy, so you can't really see them. But in a couple of days, if the rain stopped, just like it was last week and the week before on Vancouver Island, you can see these salmon spawning, you know, fin to fin, side by side, in small little creeks, no deeper than six, ten inches deep. And you'll see it on the videos of uh, what I posted last week there with Seasons of the Sasquatch and Sasquatch Island on YouTube exactly what we saw crystal clear water with these big raggy zombie dog salmon chums spawning fighting doing their thing and where do you see the teeth on these things they just, they're zombie fish but it's the experience you know what it, i hear the comments from many people when i post on different groups and share sasquatch island posts and seasons of the sasquatch and I hear the people going, wow, that's amazing. You know, I'd love to see that. I got to come out there when COVID's over. 
I've realized that the Pacific Northwest and my life that I've led for 55 years has been pretty amazing. I'm, you know, I've seen some things that just made my jaw drop in awe. I've seen things that I've questioned, you know, especially pertaining to Sasquatch. I've looked up at mountains when I've been up high above the tree line and I've heard the whoops and the screams, the tree knocks. I've been to places and you look down and you can tell that it's a foot impression of a bipedal creature that walked in moss that is spongy like a mattress some 6 to 12 inches deep and you can see these deep depressions that when you try to duplicate and step where they step you can't do it because the width between footsteps is so vast and you knew that it was probably a Sasquatch the other tribe that did it but just to see that rainforest with moss spongy and wet and sparkling with the raindrops and dew upon it when the sun comes out and see it just go endlessly through a forest that's rolling and pitching from the unlevel ground and you hear the croak of raven or a call of eagle and a drum of grouse and you see this amazing rainforest and I know a lot of the listeners out there They've probably only seen it for a short period of time where they come for a holiday out here if they've even seen it at all. And I've seen those forests from Northern California right up until the north, northern outside coast of Alaska before you get into the scrublands up around Nome as a commercial fisherman. I've been east into the inlets where the mountains just tower and hour upon hour you're trudging and climbing, grabbing tree after tree and root just to get punching through that forest to get into the alpine and after many hours you're sitting there in the alpine looking down and it's just endless green going forever with open expanses of alpine and of course the towering white mountaintops where some of these mountains are so high in coastal British Columbia that snows never melt throughout the year and this is what I want to showcase to you but also, if you go to a website called umitsta.com, U-M-I-S-T-A dot C-A. I made a mistake. It's not dot com. It's dot C-A. Umitsta dot C-A. That is the Kwakwakiwak Cultural Center up in Alert Bay where I was born. And it is a beautiful museum to go see. But it also has a very powerful website. Well, you go to that website and you type in, uh, you'll just do a little bit of clicking there and you'll see it. It's the dancers, Jonakwa, I believe they spell it D-Z-U-N-A-K-W-A, something like that anywhere, D-Z-U-I. Anyway, you'll see Jonakwa, our equivalent to the Sasquatch, and it's a video of that dance. You'll also see Bukwus and that's the little creature that I've been educating you all about that we share our homelands with since the dawn of creation. Uh, stick people, it's known to the Coast, Coast Salish people in Washington and British Columbia, as well as uh, the little people to other North American Indian tribes. And then, of course, other tribes have their names for it as well. So when you watch those videos of those traditional Kwakwakiwak dancers in the Bukwus and Junachwa regalia, and there's also other dancers on there. That's what I want to 
showcase with you with our regalia that Peggy and I have in our house here in Washington State. And then I have other tribe members that are willing to share theirs after COVID slows down or stops. Pardon me. But those are the things I want to cover because there's only so much you can cover with narrative. Yes, I took creative writing so I can, as I played with you a little few minutes ago there with a stream of consciousness narrative where I brought the rainforest to life, hopefully. Well, you can only go so far and... That's why I want to switch over to video. And with Peggy retiring, I now get an editor that can help me out and make them all that much more better. Of course, I'm in, this week is editing week with Victoria Williams, who's uh, our producer of Wild Woman Media. Uh, we've been doing quite a bit of filming for the last four years, as many of you know. And now we're getting down to brass tacks. I said, look, we got to release something. So this week is set aside for editing. And we're hopefully going to get something out at 22 minutes long, which is made for a half-hour TV show. It'll be the first pilot. And what we'll do is, I just told her, I said, let's just throw it on YouTube. So keep posted by being a member of Sasquatch Island, uh, Monster X Radio, of course, and Seasons of the Sasquatch. I know a lot of you have been requesting friend requests with my personal page, Thomas Seawood. Well, it's getting full, and apparently you're only allowed three or five thousand people well it's getting up there so one of the things i like to do too because you know personal friend facebook page i like to keep it to friends that i know eyeball to eyeball pre-covid handshake to handshake and i'd like to keep it that way but i definitely want to communicate with you so the best way is to join sasquatch island at seasons of the sasquatch monster x radio and all my posts, I always put my email on there, tom.seawid at gmail.com. That's T-O-M dot S-E-W-I-D at gmail.com. For you people that know the forensic alphabet, that's Tango Oscar Mike dot Sierra Echo Whiskey India Delta at gmail.com. There you go. And... My phone numbers, they're in my posts as well. I have two different phone numbers. I have the British Columbia one where I'm not right now, and that phone is off, and the message you'll get is to phone my U.S. one, and vice versa when I'm up in British Columbia. But the B.C. number, of course, is 604-724-7325. My Washington State cell, which is on right now, and it will be on until the 1st of December, is... 206-604-3303. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your views are about getting into video casting. But please, before you jump and make your comments and everything, go to YouTube, ask to subscribe, and like I always say, hit that bell icon on Sasquatch Island on YouTube, as well as the bell icon on YouTube's Season of the Sasquatch. So you'll be dingle dingle reminded when i post a video and i'll be posting some over the next few days but also slap that subscribe button so you're a member of sasquatch island and seasons of the sasquatch on youtube you know i've been doing a lot of research with youtube and i want to get up there where i'm getting in the hundreds of thousands of members it's going to be a long drawn out hard affair if anyone that's why I gave you my contacts. If you have some pointers you can give me instead of texting and typing and emailing. God, I'm getting sick of texting and typing and hitting enter. Phone me and help me. 
figure out how I should use my Twitter account better, um, the other social media applications I belong to. You know, some of you out there have experience in this. I don't. I'm a Sasquatch investigator, commercial fishing hunting guide. Not too savvy on the software applications to better your ranking and subscribers. So reaching out to you as a listener. If you can help me, give me a shout. Video. Uh, did an interesting one. Uh, it was a trial for what I'm doing with the Sasquatches. But if you go to Facebook group Pacific Balance Marine Management. I am the president, as I stated, of that organization in British Columbia that is pushing to protect our salmon by having a licensed, increased harvest of our sea lions and seals. By the First Nations, the British Columbia Indians right now, because we have rights and title and it's legal for us to harvest for food, social, ceremonial, we're just trying to get the license to sell the parts. But we do have a marine management plan that uh, we want to see everyone, resident and non-resident, be able to go out and harvest, hunt seals and sea lions with license or tag or permit. But anyway, I did a video with all these barking sea lions behind me, about 200 of them barking and roaring, snorting. It's amazing. So go to Pacific Balance Marine Management, ask to join, and take a scroll down a bit, and you'll see that video that I did. And uh, you'll also see the post from today, because it is Veterans and Remembrance Day in Canada. And you'll see the dyed red seal fur poppy that I was wearing when I was in Canada up until the weekend when I came down here. And it was my father's birthday on Friday, and he liked collecting poppies and supporting our veterans and the ones that sac made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms in the different wars. So I gave it to him Friday night as a birthday present. And he was pretty impressed when he got that red dyed seal fur poppy. Looks pretty cool. But anyway, you'll see on that post, there's an address for a woman in on Ottawa, Ontario, that you can uh, contact by her Facebook group name. Just type it in on Facebook. You'll see a picture of her with her veteran husband with medals. And it's the first one that comes up. And you can communicate with her through private message or just send her a self-addressed envelope inside for the U.S. Or, you know, send in, a, I think it's $35 Canadian she charges for the poppy as well as, uh, you know, your address, and you can get one too. So looking at the video, though, it'll give you an idea of just me in front of a tripod and a GoPro. It's okay. I do want to get it so I can have videos that have, you know, numerous different scenes, of course. And we're going to be trying some new things. So Sasquatch Island, you know, this podcast, the first of many to come. I'm going to be doing another one this afternoon. But right now, I'll... Hopefully you've listened to this. You're going to go do your research and development to help out the whole projects that I'm doing and watch those videos and get back to me. And I want to hear what your pros and cons are, your recommendations, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to see me cover and so forth. That's what it's all about. I'm out there. I'm your Indian guide for Sasquatch on field in the Pacific Northwest. And if you're not here in the Pacific Northwest and you'd like to sit there and uh, give me direction. I'm totally into listening to it and taking your direction and going with the video cameras and Yeti mic I have here and recording what I'm experiencing, seeing. And there you go. But I thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And once again, I'm very sorry to you listeners that I haven't done a podcast in quite some time. 
And as I always say at the end of my uh, podcast, be safe out there in your investigations. I thank you very much. This is Tom Seawood from Sasquatch Island with Monster X Radio saying, Halakulisla. Go in peace. Thank you very much.